You're listening to episode three of the Mad Chatters podcast, October 15th, 2014. Most everyone's mad here. <laughs> Welcome to episode three of the Mad Chatters podcast, your very important date with the happenings at Walt Disney World and around the Disney universe. My name is Derek, and I'm here with my fellow hosts, Matt and Jeremy. Hey, guys. Howdy. Yo, yo. (laughs) Well, I see some drinks in your hand, so you got to tell me, what are we drinking tonight? I have some red Ruibas tea. Ooh. Huh? Yeah. It's a completely herbal tea, and it's delicious. Very nice. I'm drinking chamomile mint, and it is wonderful as well. That will put you to sleep. Well, I'm hoping. All right. And you guys are in Florida where it's hot. Like, I just can't. I couldn't do that right now. It's nice, Nice. calm, 75 degrees outside right now. And like I say, a day without tea is like a day without Jesus. It's just not worth living. Wow. Mm. You're pretty intense about your tea. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, let's get to a few news bits that happened this week or recently. The first, we have a newly refurbished Astro Orbiter on top of the People Mover in Magic Kingdom. What do you guys think? I think it looks pretty nice. I'm looking at a picture right now. Yeah. For those who haven't seen it, go ahead and describe it. Yeah, Matt, why don't you tell us what's different about it? It's been under refurbishment for, I mean, it was, what, June or July, so it's been a while now. It was down when we were there in... August completely. Everything yeah. was off of it. So yeah. I guess it, it has been a long time. It looks like the biggest change that I, I I can notice is that they colored the rockets a nice, I don't even know what to call it, teal, like metallic aqua, blue metallic kinda. color. Yeah. I yeah. like it. Darker. And it looks like the planets all have a fresh coat of paint. Mm-hmm. I did hear that they do not spin anymore. They don't rotate. The planets don't. Obviously, the rockets do. <laughs> Because that's kind of the main part of the ride. <laughs> that would be awful. You just kind of go up and back down. And, yeah. Uh, you know what? They got to cut their budget somehow. Yeah. <laughs> we can't afford no spinning. They was reusing the gears for the Dumbo. Third Dumbo coming. <laughs> but yeah, but I think it looks nice. The completely different color of the rockets. Uh, now we've got, instead of blue people mover underneath, we've got a kind of orangish people mover. So things are starting to change over there in Tomorrowland. I think it looks pretty good. The future is full of warm colors. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something like that. I think that's what Walt said when he built it. Um, okay, another interesting piece of news that has kind of stirred to some rumors is a new brochure that Disney has released, um, and they distribute it to some off-property locations like hotels and such, and it is called Disney Four Parks of Fun Guide, and it kind of talks about all four of the parks and gives a brief summary of each, but also shows a map of each. And what's really interesting is the Hollywood Studios map, which still shows the Backlot Tour, which we know is now gone. Um, It does not show American Idol, which is now gone. But what it also does not show is the atrocious hat, sorcerer's hat, that is, for the last several years, has been the... Uh, 13 years. 13, it's been oh, here. wow. I didn't realize yeah, that. Seriously. Yeah, seriously. 100 years of magic. Yeah, it came up. in for Walt's 100th birthday. And he would have vomited. <laughs> well, it's been the he icon of the park for that long. And uh, it's still there now. And... Um, when they comment, when they tried to get a comment from Disney, apparently they said we have no comment at this time. 
but the map does not show it at all. So what do you guys think that means? Hey, I have a question about this. Is um, on the old, on the, on the current maps that do have the hat, do they also show that stage? Because that's also missing in this, and I don't think that they're going to get rid of that. Yeah. They use that for all kinds of things. Yeah, you're right. I couldn't tell you, but I think the hat is more conspicuous being gone than a stage. I mean... Oh, yeah, no, no doubt, but I'm, I'm just looking at the thing, and if, it, if we're saying it's speculating it's going to go just because it's not there, then the stage is also not there. Yeah. And I don't think they're getting rid of the stage is what I'm saying. Maybe they're going to take it down and put it up for different events. So maybe they just overlooked that section, or it would be hard to fit all of that on the map? I don't know. I don't know. But basically, the, uh, the was it Grauman? Is that right? The Chinese theater, something. It used to be the icon of the park, and at least what you what you saw when you walked in. And that's why there was such an uproar when the hat was built right in front of it, where you couldn't see it anymore. Um, mm-hmm. So I know fanboys are are crazy excited that the hat might be going away because they've been asking for it ever since it was built, pretty much. I don't know. Only time will tell, I guess. Uh, it's kind of like that um, the 2000 thing that was on top of Spaceship Earth. Yeah, yeah. And then they tried to change it to the Epcot thing after, you know, just so they could save money and not take the whole hand and the wand down. All the fan the fan community hated that, too, and it's gone, so maybe it there was went, enough. It went quickly. Well, oh, nine years... Oh. No, 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 seven years, seven years. They were taking it down, I think, when we all went no, we all on your first, first visit, right? No, our first trip, it was still there. They didn't take it down until, like, 2009, I want to say. I don't even I remember was, that. No, I'm positive it was under construction when we went the first time. Maybe, I do remember seeing it, but maybe you're right. Maybe it was under construction. But that's still seven years. I mean, yeah. for something that was supposed to be there one year to celebrate the millennium. Right. Well, now we're getting to the point where that's half the time that the hat has been up. Yeah, so I honestly never thought they would take the hat down, and part of me still thinks that that was just a mistake in the map that it's not going anywhere because Disney has what kind if, of embraced <laughs> it by this point. If they would have gone by this standard, what if what if Cinderella Castle was still the pink birthday? Cake? <laughs> oh, <laughs> they're celebrating a birthday every year. Well, then I, uh, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I have heard that. The theater, the Chinese theater there, you know, there's all of the Hollywood studio stuff is all about the copyrights and paying for the licensing. So I had heard they lost the the licensing, whatever, to show that as like the main thing going down the street. And that's one of the reasons why they've kept the hat up. I don't know if that's true. That's just something I heard floating around online. The building. Well, that's yeah. that's another thing. I don't yeah. know. You know, I mean, a building is different, but I guess if you are going to show that as like on a brochure or something, I don't know. It's just something I've heard. It may be poo poo, but I don't know. Well, but all of this started with a guy named um, Aaron Wallace who tweeted it first, and then AttractionsMagazine.com picked it up. But it is definitely interesting to talk about. It's interesting to me that the Backlots tour is closed and the Earful Tower was a part of that tour. So I wonder if that's going to be coming down with the demolishing of the Backlot tour. And if that's the case, then that used to be the old icon of the park. Now if we're getting rid of the hat, that diminishes that icon. So are we going to get a new icon in the park? The microcosm of the whole problem with Hollywood Studios is that it has no identity. (laughs) That is so true. This is all a metaphor of that park. It needs to lay down on a couch somewhere and talk out its problems. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It would be really cool if they brought some of the things. I'm sorry. It'd be really cool if they brought some of the things that um, 
that they've done. What is the area called at California Adventure where the Carthay Circle restaurant is? Buena Vista Street. Buena Vista Street. Yeah, it'd be really nice if they recaptured that feeling on Hollywood Boulevard. But, you know, like we talked about two weeks ago, they said they were moving away from the golden age of Hollywood thing. But yeah. who knows? We'll see. Time will I don't tell. Know. Well, I've also heard the rumor that Disney's Hollywood Adventure is uh, a rumored title Ooh. for the park, which would actually make sense. Oh, but and that that would that would make perfect sense with the California Adventure thing. Right. I bet they would tie in some of those things. Yeah. So who knows? But why don't you talk Waltz. about the other rumor you saw concerning Disney's Hollywood Studios? Go ahead, Derek. Okay. A few blogs also pointed out that the Run Disney event that is usually in October surrounding the Tower of Terror has been canceled this year. So there is a lot of speculation. Does that mean there will be plenty of construction going on in the park at that time? And that's why the race has been um, canceled this year? And if so, what kind of construction and how extensive is it going to be? So well, it's, it, it's actually next year. It's 2015, but I know I see what you're saying. Right. I'm sorry, because the one this year, I mean, it's already October now. Yes. So who knows? It would be exciting. I I think they ought to just close the park for six months, shut everything down. That gives you plenty of time to work around the clock without any guests. Gut everything you need to gut, build what you need to build, have a second grand reopening. You would have all kinds of fanfare and excitement around it. It would be great. Mm -hmm. Sounds good to me. Yep. All right. On today's show, we're going to be counting down our top five non-live shows at Walt Disney World. But before we do that, let's do a little eating around the world. Matthew, you recently ate at the Garden Grill in Epcot, so why don't you tell us about it? Uh, Yeah, uh, we went on vacation to Disney World with our good friends, Jamie and Heidi, in August. In the the second week of August, we went on vacation with them, and uh, I was looking for fun places uh to go with the uh the kids like character meals because they have two young kids one is uh three and the other one is just uh like one and a half i think so toddler and um well baby infant i guess is what you call them and so we're looking for good character meals garden grill has been on the top of my list of places to go because uh, one i love the land pavilion that's like my favorite part of future world is the land i love living with the land the boat ride so I've always wanted to eat at Garden Grill just because you have views into the ride there. You know, the rainforest scene, the desert scene, the prairie scene. I like all that. I thought it was really cool that it kind of rotated around and you got to see inside the ride. So our first, my first impression of the restaurant is uh, we arrived there early and we got seated very quick. So uh, no hassle in being seated. The way they seat you at Garden Grill on the bottom level is in uh, booths that face out. You know, as you're turning around, you're facing out so you have a good view of the, the, the scenes when you go through the, the ride portion. Um, but the problems started very early. So right next to us in this booth, you know some of those restaurants where you sit in like a table and there's like one long booth on one side and there's tables on, you know, tables and then on the other side are chairs. But everybody, like different parties are all sitting on this one long booth seat and you're really close to the people next to you. Mm. It was kind of like that between the two booths with our uh, our family, our party, the two kids, and then like right next to us, like less than 15 feet from where I was sitting, across from me in this booth was uh, two ladies, and they were having dinner. So it was really weird. They sat uh, the infant uh, or the 
they set the one-year-old in a high chair in the aisle of the restaurant, like where the people are walking. And within like a minute or two minutes, somebody came by and told us we could not put him there. And they're like, well, that's where the person put it, so you're telling the wrong person. <laughs> so, they, oh, well, can you move him? So where they moved him was between our two tables so that his high chair was literally inches from the people's table behind him. And uh, at one point, he turned around and knocked their salad in the floor, and that was, <laughs> that was always fun. And then they were kind of like frustrated that they were having to clean up salad. I'm like, look, you put the chair there. So anyway, terrible arrangement, bad first impression. And then our waitress came. I have a question about the arrangement. If you have a whole long booth, are they facing the windows and the the chairs are facing away from the windows? So so the way that the booths are arranged are that the majority of your party has their uh, backs to the center of the restaurant. But at the end of the booth, there's like a little turn, just a small little turn to fit someone. So if you can imagine one long group, one long booth, and uh, Jamie and Heidi and my wife Jessica and I were on one side, and I was sitting kind of on the turn so that I was directly facing the other party at the under, other end of this booth. Oh. And it was two, uh, two, two, like a lady and her daughter or something. And then wedged in between them, I mean like wedged, was poor little Hudson <laughs> in his high chair. I mean like reached around and could put his whole arm on their table, like looking at them. We could hear each other's conversation. It was just awful. Anyway, so the uh, waitress came out. Her name was Cheryl. Um, she was bad. Oh, just no. real bad. <laughs> yeah, it's awful. She's. Um, I, I guess I, we won't be visiting the Garden Grill again. No, Cheryl's I'm, working. Listen, uh, no, I'm. I'm. A, I, I sweat a lot, but she was real sweaty, and like obviously stressed out and tired, and she was just like conveying that to us you know we were trying to have a relaxing meal it was already stressful because the baby was there in the middle of the table not the baby wasn't stressful but there the seating arrangement was weird uh he had knocked the salad bowl over here she comes and she's sweaty and she's like stressed and tired and being short and snarky and it made us feel rushed and stressed Mm -hmm. um she didn't seem to know the menu very well and she was trying to like tell us what was on it she's like and it's chicken and beef and fish (laughs) and it was just Hassled. I mean, not hassled. It was like rushed. And so it, it was just kind of making us feel the same way. She snapped at Elias, Elias being the, the three-year-old. She snapped at him because he like turned around and was about to climb up the seat, like not even on top of it. And she's like, no, 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 no. It just scared everybody. And we're like, what in the <laughs> world are you yelling at? And it was her. So she was just short with us. She ended up warming up as the night moved on, but you could tell it was just because the crowd was going down and the evening was kind of coming to a close. Just overall, a bad experience with Miss uh, with Miss Cheryl. Okay, so at this point, you haven't even ordered yet. This is also um, bad. Is the the food was good? Certainly not great, not terrific. You don't order; it's uh, family style, right. like all you can eat plates, platters, or whatever of food. Price was like – we were on the dining plan, but the price would have been 37 to $41 depending on the season. Same price as Ohana, Chef Mickey, Whispering Canyon for the skillet, but much less and much worse food. Hmm. Uh, so the menu is supposed to be from the Disney site, a basket of foreign bread with maple butter, harvest-inspired salad, char-grilled filet of beef with red wine butter, natural turkey breast with lemon caper sauce, fish of the day with roasted tomato, tomato, <laughs> roasted, fish of the day with roasted tomato and pepper compote, uh, garden vegetables, and uh, buttermilk smashed potatoes. It sounded great. Yeah. 
and I thought it was going to be really good. The bread came out. It was crusty, like stale and not warm, and the butter had no maple flavoring to me. Um, They brought out like, okay, so there's Jamie and me. We're both guys, okay, and then there's my wife and Heidi, and then we had the two with us. There's four adults eating off of the platter. They bring out one platter, and I want to emphasize this. There's like four slices of the beef, three or four slices of turkey. You're talking about small slices of turkey, very small. One piece of fish, and the side items were like one serving each. The stuff they had already brought out was like the size of a side salad at like a typical chain restaurant that was supposed to be for four of us. So when I asked for more, I just said, can you just bring out another plate? She, she seemed like completely surprised that we would ask for that and, and like she really didn't want to do it. Now, the kids did have a good setup. The kids had like their own little platter of um, fried chicken and macaroni and cheese and green beans and stuff like that. So it was good. But food was okay. The dessert was the highlight of the food. It was like a berry cobbler in a skillet with like some vanilla ice cream. Uh, it was delicious. But again... The whole thing was maybe like six-inch diameter skillet, so each of us got like a, a tablespoon of uh, cobbler. Um, you said it was supposed to be all-you-can-eat and get more, but what? Well, it's like, like family style, like all-you-can-eat, like Ohana, you know, like yeah. you want some more steak, you want some more chicken, you want some... Yeah, but she didn't offer that at all, and when I like asked, I said, can you just bring out another platter? Because we like went through the beef and the fish was gone because there's one filet of tilapia. That's like a... Like, we split it into quarters. It was just ridiculous. And when I asked for more, she seemed like she was like, oh, you want more? Okay. We don't want you to starve. I'm like, well, we're getting there. Um, <laughs> she was fat shaming you, Matt. The service was awful. Um, the atmosphere was disappointing. This goes back to my my kind of um, my pet peeve that's that's been growing with Disney table service restaurants and that I'm paying $36 and sitting down for a meal that I want to be relaxing, but there's no – this is small to most people. There's no tablecloth, paper napkins, bright lights. I mean, it just felt like a Denny's, like a glorified Denny's with uh, some – some nice scenery but then half of the scenery is you facing the wall which is like a painted mural of some leaves bright lights we were being dripped on the whole time by air conditioning vents if you can imagine cast members with dish towels attached to mops and they were lifting them up in the air and drying off the vents because they were dripping on everybody uh just like denny's like i was eating at a perkins it was just not great (laughs) This makes now, me sad because bad. I've I've wanted to try Garden Grill for a long time, and I still honestly do. But you're certainly you not. Do, uh, you might want to try it. You might have a better experience than I do. I did. Now, uh, are there are there characters at Garden Grill, or is that yeah? And that's what I was going to get to. That is the, that is that was the only good thing about the evening was the characters. Uh, you get Mickey and Pluto and Chip and Dale, and uh, you know you don't get Goofy and Minnie and Donald like at Chef Mickey, but. Elias, who we were going with, the little three-year-old, he loved Chippendale. So we were going with, with him, for him, so he can meet them. It's a much smaller restaurant than Chef Mickey. So just by nature of being smaller, you get more time with the characters and they come by more. So that's a good thing. But as the evening started to wind down around 8.30, there was really nobody else left in the restaurant that really cared to see the characters, just a bunch of adults. So Mickey kept coming by. And playing with Hudson, the little baby. I think Mickey was probably at our table a total of 20 or 25 minutes off and on. Like, uh, he came back and forth playing with Hudson. I mean, like, 
stayed there almost to the point where it was awkward and we had no more <laughs> we had no more response left in us you know all of our awes were gone <laughs> so we had almost like just started back with our own conversation and mickey is still over there playing with hudson uh so it's good a lot of good character interaction so if you really want that and you want to pay for that instead of waiting in line and seeing them you know go at seven or seven thirty, eight o'clock at night when it's starting to wind down and yeah. you get Lots of good character interaction, especially if you if you have a cute uh, a cute baby with you. You still got a view into living with the land like you wanted, right? Yeah, it was great, and it's slow moving, so it goes by quickly. But wait, what? <laughs> that did it's not slow make moving, sense. so it goes by quickly. No, no, it's slow moving. But when you get to that, the the, the the platform is slow moving. When you get over there, at that point, I think maybe the views into the land are maybe like a quarter of the whole track right. around. So the majority of what you're seeing is the the leaf mural, mm-hmm. and then it out into the pavilion itself, and then and the uh, lovely ladies who are sitting across from you. I was about well, about a quarter of our time was Cheryl standing in front of us, sweating all over our food, so <laughs> and making us just feel rushed out of there. I it, cannot uh, wait there to eat enough. there. It's not and request it was not good. I think I we give it a, give... a two out of ten, Ooh. and that's only because of Mickey Mouse. And I think we also want to give Cheryl an honorary Madge Hatter's Sweaty Sweaty Princess uh, shout out. So thank you, Cheryl. doesn't sound like a princess. Sweaty Sweaty for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Well, my taste buds are bubbling. I don't know about anybody else's. Yeah, just think about that one piece of tilapia you get. (laughs) And my little teaspoon of cobbler. and Mashed taters, yeah. Mm -mm. (laughs) Not worth worth the money. Unless you have a free dining plan, I I wouldn't bother. All right, everyone, it's time for a Madge Hatter's game. Now, this game is very simple. It's called Disney with Character, or a better name if I think of it in the future, if we play it again. (laughs) But how this game is going to work is we are going to pit Mad Chatter Derek against Mad Chatter Matt. And I am going to give you four Disney characters. Now, these are movies from Disney Animated and Disney Pixar films. So no Mary Poppins, no Treasure Island, any, nothing like that. Just animated and Pixar. Uh, I will start out with a difficult character, and then I will move to a more familiar character. If you can guess the movie on the difficult character, you'll get four points. On the next level is three, the next level is two, the final one is one, and hopefully you should get it by the so We're giving one. you the movie, yes. just the character you said. Okay. Yes, I'm giving you the character. You are giving me the movie. You only get one guess per movie, so make it make sure you're sure. All right? One Questions, guess comments? per movie? So, like, we can't yeah. guess on the fourth character and then guess again on the third character? No. Oh. I want you to be sure. Okay. Okay? okay. Questions, comments, concerns, complaints? Is there I'm a ready. time limit? No. I'll just uh, give you the character. I'll wait a couple seconds if nobody responds. It's going to be a long podcast. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Game or uh, question number one. Movie number one. Sergeant Tibbs. Oh, good lord. Jasper Baden. Anita Radcliffe. Anita. I know her. The final one, Pongo. Pocahontas. From 101 101 Dalmatians. 101 Dalmatians. Mac gets one point. Oh, wait. What's the raccoon's name on Pocahontas? That's Miko. Miko. Oh. 
I hope that wasn't in your next set. <laughs> I mean, Miko. Uh, yeah. <laughs> now, who are these other people? Who, yeah, where do you get these people? Tibbs. Sergeant oh, Tibbs. Yes. He's one of the dogs. In the Lady in the Tramp. No, that's no. still 101 Dalmatians. <laughs> Oh, the whole thing is 101 animation. Yes, yeah. and I see how it works now. And you <laughs> still it. beat me. It's all one movie. Sergeant Tibbs, and then Jasper is one of the bad guys in the forest. Right, I love Anita that movie. is the wife. Pongo. It was oh, of the. Course. It was the. It was the last names that threw me off. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Would you say Jasper? What? I didn't know he had a last name. According to Wikipedia, it's Badun. B A D U N. Well, just give yeah, me well. Jasper next time. Mm-hmm. Okay, next and time. We- Pongo. Pongo. Pongo the dog. Pongo spotty dog. <laughs> it's a neater rat Smith. Okay. Game of <laughs> Matt's up one nothing. Yeah, don't <laughs> complain. You still beat me. You're right, right. The Stabbington Brothers. Maximus. Mother Gothel. Tangled. Uh, Got it. Tangled. Correct. That. Maximus. Is he one of the guys That's in the... the horse. Oh, right, okay. Right. Okay. I only care about, like, the the main characters, pretty much. As in, like, the title characters. Okay, next movie. (laughs) Ed. Sarabi. Zazu. Blind King. Matt got it. Blind King. It's probably because it's storming on my end, and I froze a little bit, and you couldn't hear me. Sarabi is, uh, who's that? Simba's mom. That is the mother, yes, and Ed is one of the hyenas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, ready? Uh, next one. Lampwick. Pinocchio. Good, wow. Matt. Very good. Four points for Matthew. Uh, Lampwick, Gideon, Honest John, Monstro. All right, Derek, don't give up. You're still in it. I don't really care. I like Foul Fellow. Well, next time you make the game, you can put Foul Fellow in there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ready? King Hubert. Diablo, Flora, Sleeping Beauty. Sleeping Beauty is correct. Good Boom. job. Derek's on the board with Who's two. Diego, Diablo, not Diego. <laughs> Diablo is Who's the is Maleficent's what Raven. What was the first thing you said? King Hubert. That's Prince Philip's. Oh, the, oh, uh, the, uh, yeah. the repeat from C- Cinderella. Yes, yes, okay. Uh, okay, next movie. Ready? Mm-hmm. Alpha. Charles F. Muntz. Up. Good. Up is correct. Excellent. Three points for Matthew. He's up 12-2. Yes. I'm going right. to buy a vowel. <laughs> next, <laughs> next one. Hmm. Molt. Francis. Dot. Bugs Life. Bugs Life is correct. Good job, Derek, with two more dot, points. Dot, dot. We have a score of 12-4. to four, And just... Four movies left. Okay. Plenty of time for me to catch up. I'm not worried. Don't give up. This is true. We're playing for a great prize. It's a date with Cheryl from (laughs) Garden Grill. (laughs) I'm out. (laughs) Cody. At at the Garden... I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, at the Garden Grill. At the Garden Grill. Cody. Joanna. Percival C. McLeach. Miss Bianca. Rescuers Down uh, Under I'll give it to you Rescuers Down <laughs> Under I need it Down Under The pause Let me ask you a question Would you know these? Would you judge me If I said yes? I was gonna say I'm pretty sure he would You probably have The stuffed animals Up them all 
What'd you, you say? Have a, you have a picture frame with them on there. I said he probably has the stuffed animals with them. <laughs> yeah, he probably does. Ah, <laughs> uh, I jest. <laughs> Dr. Calico. Mittens. Aristocats? No, Matt's out. Derek, this one's I yours. Get eight points. If you can get it in the name. <laughs> okay. Those are cat names. Penny. Oh. I know Penny. Oh, oh, Oliver and Company. No, I've never seen that. I don't know why I guessed that. <laughs> that is your guess. It's the Rescuers. No, it's Walt. Oh. oh. No. The Rescuers hey, is what I was thinking. The yeah, that's what I was there thinking. There is, but there's not a mittens. So. Okay, next one. Are we disappointing you, Jeremy? A little bit, but I'm sorry. Whatever. Bud. Goob. Doris. Lewis. Lewis? Oliver and Company. No. Matt, do you have a guess for one point? Say that can you say them again? I can. Bud. It'll cost you four points. Doris. Goob. Goob. Lewis. Goob. (laughs) That name sounds so familiar, but I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna tap out. Meet the Robinsons. Goob. Oh, Goob yeah. is the bowler He's hat the man. Bowler hat man. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. And Doris is the bowler hat. You know, I really did like that movie. I, Me I, too. I checked here in that one. Great movie. Very underrated, in my opinion. Yes. Yes. All right. Last one. Laverne and Shirley. Hugo. That's your guess. Phoebus. Hunts back in Notre Dame. The Hunchback of Notre Dame is correct. Two points for Derek. And with that, you know, our your final score is 13 for Matthew, 6 for Derek. Congratulations, yes. Matt. You've got Disney character. This is Derek's from last week. Yeah! <laughs> that was Jeremy on the Silly Symphony Swings. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going for six points, so you all are the losers in this game, I think. Well, that's another game. We'll play another one soon. I hope you enjoyed it. I did enjoy that. Yeah, that was nice. Good job, Jay. Made you feel very inadequate. <laughs> That's what I'm good at. I love that feeling. Yeah. Pet peeves. Everybody's got them, and we want to share ours with you. It's time for the 11 second rant. You think you could do these things, but you just can't, Nemo! All right, that's it. Dishonor. Dishonor on your whole family. Blast this pen. Blast this wretched, wretched pen. No thanks to you, I am the laughing stock of the entire kingdom. I know it's a rock. Don't you think I know a rock when I see a rock? I've spent a lot of time around rocks. You are a Have you ever looked back at a picture of fireworks and thought, I am so glad I captured this. It's just like seeing it for the first time. No. So please just enjoy the fireworks without raising your camera in front of my face, especially if your camera is a friggin' iPad. I cannot stand it when people just stop in the middle of the walkway at Disney World to take a picture or to tie their shoe or to talk to their family member and it bottlenecks up behind them and we all got to stop and try and go around your stupid stroller. Do not even pretend like you do not speak English no more when the person says, please move all the way down the road. Please move all the way down. 
I don't want to have to get to you and crawl over your stinky cell. You see how the bag check table has two sides? Don't give me dirty looks just because you blindly got in the long line and I got in the empty one. Instead, take a mental note so next time you can look like the seasoned vet and pass all the suckers waiting in line. Why are there not more rare characters more often? It's not like the characters don't live in Central Florida and you have to fly them in. The costumes are in the back. Put them on and make us happy. I want Darkwing Duck! Standing ovation. (laughs) Standing ovation. (laughs) Let me say that I am over the castle projection shows. Why can we not stop just doing different variations of those and get a decent show like Paris has with the the projections and the fireworks and the water. No one thinks you're cool or brave for having memorized the pre-show in Tower of Terror. When it says this elevator travels directly to, I know that long pause is just begging you to say the Twilight Zone, but for the sake of my ride experience, please don't. I need people to stop recording things with iPads and iPhones during shows and in rides because the bright light is in my face. Also, when you're going around the seance room in the Haunted Mansion and people have their smartphones out. On this week's show, we're going to be counting down our top five non-live shows um, in the Walt Disney World parks. So stay tuned for that. For our main topic today, we're going to be counting down our top five non-live shows at Walt Disney World. We each have made our own lists. We have not talked about this with each other, so I don't know what either of these two guys are going to say, and they don't know what I'm going to say. So it might cause some debate, and we might be completely in line with each other, which I really doubt that's going to happen, but we're about to see. Jeremy, this was your wonderful idea, so why don't you start us off with your number five non-live show at Disney World. Well, we do also just want to say that non-live means no live performers, but also it also oh. means you can't move. It's in a theater. It's not a moving attraction in any way, shape, or form. So no Carousel of Progress, no Ellen's Energy Adventure. Okay. So my number five starts out with uh, an attraction that I think is great, that I think is mildly underrated, that has good repeatability, even though some may disagree, and that is the American Adventure. I think this show is just a great celebration of American heritage. The animatronics are outstanding on it. Uh, I feel encouraged and proud to be an American every time I watch it. I concur. Okay. (laughs) Did that make anybody else's list? It's actually number three on my list. Number three on yours. I no longer have a number three, but it's okay. Well, tell us what you love about it. Uh, I like the animatronics, too. And here's one of the things... Last week we talked about uh, Jeremy's bad tour experience, but I had a great tour at Disney World one time, and it included a stop in the American Adventure behind the scenes. And to see the machinery behind making that show work uh, every time just amazes me to see it again. Every single scene is like on its own little elevated elevator platform, and they raise it up, and it goes down, and then the whole thing rotates. So it's, uh, right. it's quite impressive, not to mention Benjamin Franklin climbing stairs and walking 
and and Mark Twain smoking the cigar uh, the cigar with the smoke. Right, right, I right, love right. that. It's, it's like a turntable underneath the stage, right? Yeah, like a Ferris wheel almost. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, this just missed my list. I, I do see all the points you make, but I'm not a history person. So as much as I want to love it, I, I just see, I don't know. I just see some of the cheese and like the two brothers songs and uh, well, I, I just can't get past it. Cheese. Oh, that's leftover. I mean, that, that all the music is the, the, the same it's been since 1980, whatever it was when it. And I'm know. okay with that because all the songs fit good for the period that they're supposed to be. And I mean. America. Uh, yeah, I do shed a tear wings. during that song. Edward. I mean, that is wonderful. Mm-hmm. And you're welcome for me singing. <laughs> yep. Yes, terrific. Matthew, the end of that show. Five? Oh, my oh, number five. I was going to say the end of that show when the curtains come up behind the statues is one of my favorite parts. Mm-hmm. The spirit of all the stuff that we have spirits for in America. <laughs> and the screen spreads out even further yeah. to your left and it's right. Whoa! You know. <laughs> That's a great finale. <laughs> I know now that you did so, that. So, uh, for, for my number five, we visit our uh, neighbors to the north and um, with the Circle Vision show, O Canada, yes. in uh, the Canada Pavilion. Now, well, that's just, funny, Matt, because that's my number three. So oh, we, we just traded. We traded. <laughs> um, yeah, I like it. And I, I, I only saw the old one once. I don't remember it very well. But... Um, the Canada song, yes, Canada, it's just called Canada. That's mm-hmm. been like on the official soundtrack since I had a cassette tape of the official soundtrack of Walt Disney World, the original version of that song. Always loved it, loved the new version, like Martin Short. The and, new version uh, is recorded when they redid the show with Martin Short. The new version of the song is sung by the third season winner of Canadian Idol. Eva Avila. Thank you for that uh, official guide to Walt Disney he World. He is the king of fun facts. <laughs> that is a fun fact. I can't hear someone talk about Canada and not think, Canada! Canada. <laughs> oh, terrific. Yeah. And then, and you're really a fan if you know it in French. You know. Yeah. <laughs> you are a fan. <laughs> French Embassy on line one. But I love... Martin Short. Martin Short to me is a comedic genius. He's one of my favorite. He does a great job in this show. I cannot go to Epcot without seeing this show. Well, that's not true, but well, most of my trips. That's why it's number five, but it's still it's still great. Oh, I love and, it. You know, as as boring as you would think those circle vision things are, I like the China one. The China's not on my list. I'm sorry if I just took that from somebody. But anyway, nope. uh, I like it too. <laughs> I didn't think so. I like it too because it's one of those things where you don't think you're going to like it, but the scenery in both, at, let's just stick with Canada. The scenery in the Canada one is so pretty. The scenery is yes. pretty. And honestly, it makes me want to go to Canada, which I, I know was, is the point, but I genuinely want to see Canada when I leave that place. I was just about to say, this is number five on my list as well. And half of it has to do with Martin Short's comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like his charisma in the film. But the other half, like you said, it's absolutely the point for them to make you want to come to their country. But I've been to Canada once and we had a good time. But after seeing that film, I was like, I have to go right now and ski down mountains and look at all the wonderful scenery. Yeah, you and- have to be like a Canada super tour to see all those places. But well, yeah. Derek, when you leave the film, just turn left towards the ball and head straight north. Exactly. Tell Marty sent you. I love how the song at the end it just kind of... It just kind of tapers off into that scene of, I think, Niagara Falls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's one of my favorite parts. It just kind of yeah. ends, and there you are. It's, it's very relaxing. And as much as the Lumberjack show makes me want to go to Canada, this one does even more. So, Is Celine bit. Dion here? 
You'll probably be able to hear the Lumberjack show inside of Oh, no. Canada! <laughs> you guys do really good chainsaw impersonations. You must work with them a lot. Yes. Yeah, I do. With my flannel. <laughs> okay. With my maple syrup. Dear so me. Number four is the Hall of Presidents. Now, as much as I love the American Adventure, I am a huge president nerd. I love the presidents ever since I got my first book about the presidents when I was in second grade, and I left it, uh, excuse me, I read it left, right, up, and down every which way. So the Hall of Presidents to me, the show is great. I love the, the uh, Martin. Uh, or, uh, Morgan Freeman. Martin, Martin Short, our 45th president of the United States. <laughs> I love the Morgan Freeman narration. The show where, at the end of the show, where it shows um, Kennedy and he talks about even in our tragedies, and it then it plays LBJ saying, All I have I would give not to be standing here today. Then it moves to the Challenger, to uh, Oklahoma City bombing, to 9 11. That gives me goosebumps every time I watch it. Absolutely. And then when the curtain opens and they're in the animatronic flesh, it's all 40. Two pres, forty-three presidents. <laughs> I'm a huge president fan, as you can tell. Yeah, no, yeah, all yeah, forty-three yeah. presidents, right? There. I know books, and they it's all amazing. have their own little mannerisms, and they yes. wave, and it's it's really cool. Yes, it's, it's on the back. Well done. They pat on the back. They shake their leg. They scratch. They oh, <laughs> like I a dog. Think- <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just wonderful, and and I really in that moment feel like you're in this sort of weird alternate reality where what if all these men got together in this room and they all were able to talk to each other? It's just a wonderful experience. I enjoy it every time I see it. No, Hall of Presidents is good. It's a classic, but uh, yeah, it's actually number four on my list too, but uh, it wouldn't have made it on there if it was in the uh, the old the old show. The, the new show is much more moving, I guess. The old show is more dry, uh, history-like, you know. And the good thing is it's guaranteed to be refurbished and updated every four to eight years. Yeah. With at least one new person. I wish, listen, 11-second rant. I wish everybody, no matter who they like or dislike, would just be quiet and respect the moment. See, I've never had an issue in the theater. I've heard people say that when Bush was in there, they'd boo Bush, and now Obama, they'd boo Obama. I've never had that problem. I hear it depends. You have booing for several people. Then you have the person that thinks they're funny, and they're going to clap for, like, uh, Grover Cleveland. Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every time. It's like, just shut up and sit there. Be respectful to all the men who yeah. have served in public office. And stop reciting the Tower of Terror pre-show. And get off my lawn. Yes. All right. Well, um, yet again, I've left America off my list. My number four is... And the terrorists have won. Yes. Mm. It is the... I I hope this counts. It is the about 15-minute show called Walt Disney One Man's Dream. And it is, like, after the whole walkthrough... I don't know what you call those things. But it's basically like a... Exhibit. Very good. Yes, you win. Uh-huh. Two points. Um, oh, no, never mind. You already beat me. You don't need more points. I win. So anyway, it's it's like 15 minutes long. It's narrated by Julie Andrews, which is, I mean, that's already a, a win for it. Delightful. Um, but I do feel like it needs to be in one of the parks. I don't care where it goes, but the fact that it's there, I think it's really important to the park to just kind of tell where this guy came from, the guy who in a way directly or indirectly was responsible for everything you're seeing 
Um, I think it's really yeah. important to give the guest a chance to find out his backstory in a nice 15 little film, 15 minute little film that has some nice music and has a nice touching ending with him waving on the train. Oh man! And uh, I would dare say, time. I would dare say there are people that visit Walt Disney World probably more than you would think that honestly do not know Walt Disney was a man. They think it's just a company name. They think it's yeah. just something. They do not realize that he was an actual living human being that did all this. So I think it, you're absolutely right. It has to be there to educate people to know the history because when we lose our history, we lose our identity. Oh. And cars, break. fire, planes, fire, and rescue takes over. Mm, I feel really <laughs> bad because this isn't on my list. Uh, I, I don't know. I just didn't think about it. It should be like – it should be my number one. But it um, we'll give it a gold it's a great star. Show. Would you like to tell Derek the really funny story that, about the experience we had in One Man Stream? Well, just in case he's a listener, I don't know if I should, but this now is that you've brought it up, <laughs> now that you've brought it up, I feel like I have to. The first time we saw this movie, um, Matt took us in there. He'd seen it before. Jeremy and I had not seen it, and just the way Matt was acting, I was prepared to maybe get emotional or at least think, wow, that was so nice. I'm, I'm really glad they put that the in the spirit park. was moving. The spirit was starting to move towards I, the end. I felt it. Um, yes, the room was getting a little emotional. You could feel it as he's waving from the train. And and our hostess lady, I don't know her name, bless her heart, wherever she is. Cheryl. <laughs> Cheryl. Probably was. <laughs> she comes to the front and she says, thank no. you for joining us for One Man's Dream. Oh, please exit through the door to your left. <laughs> And we love all people, speech impediment or not, but it definitely quenched the moment. Yeah, and just, yeah all the tears just like went in reverse right back through my eyeballs and into the back of my head. I mean, just like... Matt got up so quickly and was just like, mm, and just started walking out. One man's dream. Yep. I will forever call it that, probably. Next the doors to your left. Please enjoy the rest of your day. I remember it like it was yesterday. Bless her soul. Well, my number three has already been mentioned, and that was O Canada. And uh, so I'm passing over to. Oh, Matt's was already mentioned as well, the American Adventure. So, Derek, you're up for number three. All right. My number three is Muppet Vision 3D. Did you like what I did there with the three? Yeah, we we caught it. Terrific. You know, it's funny. Like, sometimes I feel like I don't like this show because. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know if it, the 3D, first of all, is really not that great, and it, it kind of hurts my eyes a little bit. Um, and it's not really repeatable to an extent, at least maybe like an every other trip type thing. Um, but like the more I think about it, there are some really good lines that made me laugh a lot the first time I saw it, especially Sam the Eagle, like a salute to all nations, but mostly America. Oh, yes. It's a glorious three-hour finale. you got a minute and a half. Oh. <laughs> but, I don't know. In the pre-show, when you add that into it, um, yeah. I guess I just like comedy because that's two of the ones I've picked so far. Well, um, I love the Muppets. I feel like the exactly. show is getting uh, – not da- – dated is not the right word because dated the is Muppets okay with them be because it's very retro. Yeah. The show is getting a bit um, – it just generally needs a, like a tech rehab. Janky. Yeah, it's a little janky. Well, and it definitely needs to stay, in my opinion, because it was the last thing that Jim Henson was working on when he died. 
Uh, and so like Country Bear Jamboree. Kind of like Country Bear Jamboree. It has that, that Jim Henson fingerprints on it. I do agree that some digital project, projection would be great, uh, some updated effects, because they could really do well with that theater exploding at the end, spoiler alert, t- with today's technology. Um, and also I want to say that this technically didn't apply to the rules because Sweetums is in this. And- oh, I was about to even bring attention to that. The guy, whoever they – I mean it's not the same guy. It would be pretty cool if it was the same guy that's done it since day one. I've been here since 89. That seems like one of the things that Disney would have cut a long time ago to not have to pay somebody just to do yeah, that right. all day long. Mm-hmm. You know what? It's probably the person that does the announcements. He like runs from the back yeah. of the theater around and puts on the costume. And, <laughs> and then he's got to run back. To, Thank you all for, for watching. <laughs> one man's tweet. It's all right, Dwayne. I gotta get the garden grill. <laughs> That's my shift. <laughs> get off the boat. <laughs> uh, did you really Cheryl. not consider this because <laughs> of that? That's why she's tired. Did you really not count this as a non-show? No, I did not. It, no, no, I was just. Being, oh, okay, I okay. Count it. Majority. You know. All right. I love and, the Muppets. Like, stuff. looking back, I really, I still can't believe I put it on here because sometimes I roll my eyes when I hear Muppet Vision 3D. But just really thinking about it, I, I think I do like it third, especially when I consider the first time I saw it. You know, it came to my mind, too, and I didn't put it on the list because I was like, nah, I don't really like that. But then every, you're right. When I think about it and the lines and the Swedish chef with the cannon and <laughs> Beaker getting pummeled by that big wheel. Not yeah. The, yeah, Beaker. Yeah, Beaker. Yeah, Beaker. I think my biggest thing is the show could be cut by about five minutes and probably yeah. be a little better. I it is just that. a little long. I agree with that. It's not as long or as atrocious as Honey, I Shrunk the Audience was, but uh, it, it does. It could it could stand to be short. It was the forerunner of the 4D experience. So the world owes a lot to uh, Muppet Vision 3D. All right, number two. On my list, going back to the Magic Kingdom, PhilharMagic. Mickey's mm-hmm. PhilharMagic there in Fantasyland. Uh, the show to me, uh, again, I mentioned last week, you give me a princess medley and I'm hooked. Well, even though this is more than just a princess medley, it's a nice long medley of your favorite Disney songs with great animation, uh, great 3D effects. Donald Duck, you know, what more could you ask for? It's a wonderful, wonderful show, and I, I enjoy it every time I see it. You know, I almost put this on my list, and I was just – there's a lot you almost just put on your list. But there's a lot um, – yeah, it's not on my list. It didn't even uh, make the list. Oh, wow. No, it didn't. And here's the thing. I almost said it about – what am I doing? I almost said it when uh, we were talking about Method Vision 3D needing an update on the projection but I didn't want to spoil somebody's. But now that you've said it, the I feel like the entire first, the first part and the last part, when they're actually, you know, Mickey and Donald are there with the instruments, I feel like it's a horrible projection and animation. And then it like improves a hundred percent when this when you actually get into the the be our guest thing, and from then on out until the end. It's, you know, it's jumpy, it's fidgety, I, it's not good 3D. It is. Yeah. Well, I don't think the 3D's bad. I just think that the, it needs a, a digital upgrade. I think it's just blurry from the film. You know that's old. four years old. Uh, four years old. Ten years old. Yeah, 2003. Yeah. I kind of know what you mean about the, the orchestra scene. Something is a little off about it because it does improve immensely um, yeah. when you start to get to the movie montage. Oh, it's, it's one of them, I mean, 
the uh, the Peter Pan portion is what makes it for me because I always like uh, Peter Pan's my favorite Disney movie, and um, well, favorite Disney movie period. And one of my favorite scenes is when they're you know they're finally flying over London and it backs off and you just see them from over overhead flying and then you get to kind of see that and that out in the Mickey's Philharmonic. Uh, Eleven second rant. Just because Tinkerbell comes on the screen doesn't mean we yeah. all need to yell Tinkerbell. <laughs> drives me nuts. It's also disheartening to think that I'm glad the Disney Company is doing things to keep characters like Tinkerbell and, and even Mickey Mouse and, and such alive with Disney Junior and the Tinkerbell movies and stuff. So kids know who they are. But it's disheartening. Maybe this is just me being an old fuddy dud. It's disheartening to know that their thoughts about the characters, like the characters they know, are completely different than like the original character. When we went with uh, Elias and, and Hudson this past time, they, they knew um, they knew. Well, they call him Hook because that's what he's called on Jake and the Neverland Empire. And I mean, Peter Pan calls him that too. But he's like, no, it's just Hook. And then uh, Tinkerbell, of course, we went to meet her. And, you know, she talks now, and it's just common that she talks, common knowledge that old Tinkerbell talks. You know, it's just a completely different character. Mm, But I digress. Well, I love this show, which is why it is actually my number one. I, I don't For know. It, it it is. I'm sorry. I just that I shows the difference of this of this group right here that it's front, didn't even make somebody's list and it's number one. Hey, on somebody else. I didn't even get my number two. Why are we all number one already? Oh, the, well, we're I still just, talking about it was my magic. number two. So we're just. Yeah, I just want to say what I like about it, but I I can wait if you want. No, it's, say it uh, now. No, go ahead. Since okay. he's on, we're on the subject. I reckon. Okay. I just I think this show does everything right in the sense that it plays the best songs from some of the best films like I love I Just Can't Wait to Be King and like it, it just it makes you feel like this is why I love Disney is all these movies I grew up with or at least why I started loving Disney and you go in that theater and they just play all those things back to back to back and the, the 3D elements or the you know the 4D elements or whatever where it sprays water and you get the smells like that was my first experience with all of that um, and it, it just it just elevated it that much more and I just I just think it's a great show um, it's very it Disney, good. Disney World, it, very Disney World to me. I guess it stayed off my list because I've seen it since 2004, and I wish they would just clean it up a little bit. Yeah, I get it, but I love it. Yeah, your number two, Matt. Uh, my number two probably gonna tick Jeremy off because I'm pretty sure it's his number one, and it is Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room. Yeah, it is. It's yep, my number one. It. We can, we can talk it about it together. We can share it together. Definitely. Uh, man, I don't know even where to start. The music is great, and I mean the show as it is now. Absolutely. The original. Yes. Well, I mean, even what we have now is cut down from the original, but the original music. Uh, I love anything Hawaiian, Polynesian. Love Hawaiian folk music and architecture. And anyway, if I could recreate that pre show area in my backyard. I would do it. I have said the exact same thing. Every time I'm there, I just want to get in the water and just, like, sit there all day. It is honestly one of the shows. (laughs) (laughs) It is honestly one of the... Welcome to the Tiki Room, (laughs) y'all. Aloha. We'll let that settle for a minute. Uh, 
it's one of those pre-shows that honestly uh, I don't mind waiting. I I just can sit there and they're like 15 minutes till the next show, and I'm like that is okay because just the surroundings and the waterfall, I just love it and soak it all in. It's relaxing. And then the first time I saw the show, it was still under new management with Zazu and Iago, and I hated it, you know. And I just thought this is a mess. This is boring. This is stupid. It's annoying. Ugh. But when I saw the show again. When it was revamped to the original with that 1950s music. And there's just an innocence about the show. It's just so, you know, just so wonderful, so charming, so, you know, just, I don't even have the words. It's just just beautiful that you can just go in there and forget about all the problems and forget about everything. And you're in the Polynesian atmosphere. I love it. If I could go there every day, I think I honestly would. Just to have some meditation and relaxing, and let's all sing like the birdies sing. Tweet, 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 tweet. tweet, tweet. Yeah, the songs are great. Yeah, I love the the storm elements when you when the the rain on the side. I love that. I was gonna say that's like my favorite part of the whole thing is the windows Uh and that kind of forced perspective with the volcano and the water, and it's just lovely. And when the fountain comes down, I love that too, with like the LED lights inside the fountain that really make it light up. I like that a lot. And yep. I like how it's very it's a very self-aware show with the script, like, um, I don't know, things like uh, if we weren't in the show, we'd be in the audience too. Yeah. Um, you, like, like, they're very aware that they're putting on a show for you, and they know that you're going to enjoy it. Like, it's just kind of like tongue-in-cheek humor. That Have I like. you ever listened to... <laughs> To the words of the, uh, the the little rendition of "Hi Ho" at the end, you know, like when you're leaving, mm-hmm. they say yeah. you make you all uh, make you all disappear. You walk and they disappear, say "Hi Ho," disappear. Yeah, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> they say they sing a little rendition of "Hi Ho." Yeah, it's like "Hi Ho," hi. it's out the door you go. Yeah, yeah. And it's really like it's really quite snippy. Like absolutely. Uh, like don't I don't know like don't stand there hurry up stop taking pictures kind of. Thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get out that's, the door. That's we kind of what I'm talking coming. about. Yeah, it's it's wonderful. Yeah, snippy is a good word for it. I, I don't know if I should, original. I don't know Walt if I should original. say this, but I have the whole show. I ripped it from YouTube and put it on my iPod. And whenever I'm having a bad day, I just plug in the headphones and I listen to the show. And it is just it's like therapy. It's free therapy. It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. This was my number two as well, by the way. So oh, that's my list. Good. There you go. Great, Matt. You're the only one left because my number one was Enchanted Tiki Room. So what is your number one? Well, I broke the rules with my number one, and, but I checked it with Derek first, and he said it was okay. Actually, if you go back to that conversation, well, you go ahead. You go ahead. Uh, actually, <laughs> you said it was kind of okay. Mom, you, Dad, I don't like it when you fight. But she was rather current. You're, you're about to give an extinct show, and I believe what I said was, let's keep it current, and maybe we can do honorable mentions for extinct shows. Well, and then I have said... I will give this show one show. Just tell me what it is. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, this is going to resonate with many a Disney fan. We have to go to Tomorrowland, just past the gate and to the left, to the extraterrestrial uh, alien. Mm. I, it, it really is my number one non-live Entertainment show of all time in Walt Disney World. I can't. I can't take it off my list because it was so brilliant. I specifically remember the day in fourth grade when our teacher—I don't know why—but wheeled a TV into our classroom and showed us like a five or ten minute 
one of those promo VHS tapes about Disney World. Oh, and every, yeah. uh, looking back, I'm like, why do I care about this in school? But I did, and it was wonderful. And every clip they showed of Alien, I thought, I have to go there and yeah. experience that. Oh, it was really good. Now, the first time I went, I mean, they they really ramped it up and advertised it like it was going to be terrifying. Right. Like, and this was kind of Tower of Terror had opened the year before. They just renovated all of Tomorrowland to bring it into this kind of fantasy Jules Verne feel that it has now. And um, this was taking the place of the old Mission to Mars thing. And they really were, like, pushing the adult envelope, I think. Like, it's going to be terrifying and thrilling. And, um, yeah, so when I was nine, I tried to go on it. But my heart got to racing so fast, I chickened out at the last minute. My, uh, my uncle and my mom let me sit out of it. But I eventually did it and loved it. So you can't beat Tim Curry and all of the celebrities that were in it. And the music is just a terrific experience. I'm sad that it's gone, especially with what mm. has replaced it. I'm yeah. sad that it's gone as well because this represents a Disney that is no longer represented anymore. And that is this fear, adult, cutting edge, not exactly family friendly. Not everything in the park needs to be appealing to a six-year-old girl. And you just don't have that anymore. I mean, even the Tower of Terror, it's scary, but it's it's family friendly scary. It's tame, yeah. Yeah. This from what I understand and the way people describe Alien, this was wet your pants, you're <laughs> going to be terrified. And, well, now there were comedic elements sprinkled in it that were that kept it lighthearted. I didn't feel like it was overly serious, but it was certainly much darker than anything In the else. video I saw, which I'm sure was accurate, was shows a little girl like screaming with her head, hands beside her face, and the actual alien was creeping up behind her and threw a tentacle over her shoulder. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure that actually at the time I was like, that looks amazing. But now I know that that really didn't happen. <laughs> but the thing didn't even have tentacles. It was like a big insect. Yeah, well, once I got older, I was like, oh, so it probably wasn't exactly like that, but I, I get what no, they were trying to it do. It was completely sensory with the binaural audio. That was all it was about, but it was like... Were there scents, okay. like in Stitch? Odors? No, there wasn't. And he breathed down your neck, and he like... Oh, so the- Stitch is better, then. <laughs> <laughs> that, I wasn't even going to say it. That's the attraction that must not be named. That thing, uh, every time he... Well, I say every time. I've only ridden it a handful of times, but when he does that chili dog in my face. I just want to strangle him. Just barf. Now, let me ask a question that I feel almost ashamed to ask, but I've never asked, so I need to ask. Is the alien, it's based on the movie Alien, or no? It is not. Oh, see, I always, under the assumption that it was the the alien, Sigourney Weaver, that kind of... No, it looks like a big dragon cockroach. Oh, Okay. Like it, I mean, I thought so too when I was, you know, when it opened. I thought this is this is based on that. I'm having I mean, trouble picturing all those dragon cockroaches I saw. It back really looks like a big old dragon, like cockroach, like a dragon head with a cockroach body. You ever listen to the music for Alien Encounter? I have not. Is it good? It's great. It was like it was just Tomorrowland. It just had that feel to it. Mm-hmm. The new Tomorrowland. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, I wish I could have experienced it, that's for sure. Yeah. All right, well, there are top five shows. Uh, lots of repeats. I, what we counted, like, maybe eight shows total. So Yeah, but he said it's tough to be a bug. It, it was close. It was close. But it did not make it. No one said Captain EO. Couldn't believe it. 
We want to hear what your favorites are as well. So send us a message on Facebook or on the website, madchatters.net. That is a great idea. And since you brought it up, I'll go ahead and wrap up the show by telling you all the other ways you can contact us. First is by emailing us at comments at madchatters.net. Ask us questions. Give us some uh, main segment ideas. You can also like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter. We are at mad underscore chatter. So uh, be sure to follow us over there and see what we've got going on. Please review us on iTunes. Let us know how we're doing and how we can improve. And I think that's it. So until next time, have a great week.